This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, here we are. A Tuesday edition. Thanks for hanging with us. It's... uh. 604. And here we are in the studios of WNSP. Mark Heim, Alicia Shervaney. Triple G's in the house. Studios of WNSP. Got another great one lined up for you. Got plenty to get to. And of course, your uh, presence is always appreciated here at 694-1055. Hit us up in the app at WNSP.com. SEC is going to be well represented at the NCAA Super Regionals. We had the three that got in Sunday. Three more yesterday, LSU, Kentucky, and Florida. So of the 16, six wearing SEC colors. Now, what they've done, Mark, as you look down to the College World Series in baseball, no more than four will get in if that happens because they've matched up in two of the Super Regionals, SEC schools, LSU in Kentucky and Florida and South Carolina. In the uh, Auburn Regional, Southern Miss, right up the uh, street there at 90 minutes, uh, they'll be also in there. So, And that'll get underway Friday and Saturday. The softball championships, and I, and I actually went home and watched quite a bit of the Oklahoma game. I wanted to see if their 50-game win streak would come to an end. It did not. They've won 51 in a row, and they'll be vying for their third straight national championship when they take on Florida State. And that series will get underway uh, tomorrow. We had another uh, gambling story in the NFL. The fella that's being targeted is Isaiah Rogers. Here's what I found interesting about this. Normally, when somebody gets targeted, there's the quick denial. I didn't do it. I didn't know about it. He wasn't even identified early in the day. Later on, reports had that the NFL was investigating Isaiah Rogers for gambling and reportedly gambling on... Colts games. He's a member of the Colts. He's a uh, defensive back who was slated to be a starter and a kick returner. So no sooner does his name get thrown into the mix, Mark, he comes out with a statement and says, I took full responsibility. I mean, he hasn't even been really out there that they've definitely found something wrong. They The NFL is investigating, but he comes and he beats him to the punch and says, yeah, I take full responsibility for what happened. Well, he has to now because he can't play ignorance about the rules and didn't know what happened because according to reports and, of course, citing sources because we can't name guys that actually had information, the sportsbook account was opened under a friend's name. So he was clearly trying to conceal it. And then what's really bizarre is most of the bets are just 25 50 bucks, but there's one that was four figures. So, yeah, he had to come out and just let lay it all out there because to try to conceal it even more would have been to dig a hole even deeper. So um, this is clearly a problem in the league that's a lot more rampant than I think most people expected. Um, but, yeah, he, he, he was trying to conceal these bets. So he knew, unlike those other instances where guys were like, I didn't even know. Well, clearly he knew, and he tried to get uh, get away with it, and it didn't work. Look, I'm not defending uh, Rogers or anybody who is cited for gambling. I think it goes on a lot more than we even know about it, and I think this is just the the beginning when you know athletes and sports uh, they're going to be targeted. But again, 
when you line yourself with FanDuel and DraftKings and so forth, what do you expect? I mean, you open up the door even more so than gambling's prevalent anyway. States are now doing, I don't know how many states uh, allow gambling. I don't keep track of stuff like that because I don't do it. But it's there, it's out there, and it's very hard, especially from what I know about coaches and athletes, Mark, that adrenaline, adrenaline flow uh, gets them going, and, and they like to go out and, and gamble. And look, I've been with people who do it on games and so forth. Not that they're in positions like Rogers was, but to some it's a, it's, it's a means of following a sport and getting a high on it. Well, so, so you think you think that if, if NFL didn't align itself with those two entities— no, I'm just that, saying that's a it's let's say a more can do it. No, I, I, I this gambling I think has been going on for forever. And no, I don't think it's because of that. I just think it's a little bit easier now. Yeah. Well, it's it's like it, to me, it sounds a lot like when we talk about compensating players on the college level. Like if you allow certain times to do it, it makes it tougher to regulate and govern as opposed to just saying, nope, we're not going to do it. Because either either you're paying people or you're not. With this, you're either gambling or you're not. Third-party gambling seems to be an issue now. Yeah, it's 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 rampant, man. I Look, athletes go, and coaches, they go to casinos, right? Well, they're not there to test the uh, menu, the buffet spread. They're there to gamble. I mean, it's, it's a known fact. I mean, that, that's what they do. They've got a lot of money, a lot of money to spend, night out, let's have some fun. Um, the thing, I guess, you know, to educate them, you know, don't gamble on your sport and don't gamble on your team, which apparently Rodgers did. But, but we, have we seen anybody where we know for a fact that a player gambled or bet against his team? We haven't seen that yet. That's the next big bombshell to go off, right? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. I, I mean, I have an I mean, answer. I mean, I recently no. with this NFL You're, stuff, okay, guys NFL, are popping no, up. We have no, not, I have seen not heard guys. that. No, okay. I have not heard that. Off the air, I'll tell you what I've heard, and I won't because I don't want to uh, be wrong on something like that. But no, you're right. I have not heard of any NFL player betting against his team. Yeah, I think that's the next huge bomb to to, to drop when it in the, in this in this type of story. Okay, very good. Well, we need to get to break pretty quick then, so I can hear all I can get the scoop from you. It's not really a scoop. You probably know more about it than I do. Oh, well, okay. Wow, I'm I'm so smart. I, I don't you even know. Not. I don't I don't even know what I know at this you point. You know a lot more than you're saying. I do. Yes, you do. Wow, I have no you know, idea what we we're have, talking about. Well, right I'll now. give you a, an example. We have a guest coming on, the new Spring Hill women's basketball coach, uh, who was hired last week, and yet you tipped me off about the and he he assisted Terry Fowler, and you told me yesterday, and then I've seen it on some websites about where he's going now. Sarah Lane. Okay, you're the one who told me about that yesterday, so you know a lot more than you let on. Very good. What's that got to do with gambling in the NFL? Nothing. Absolutely I'm nothing. I'm so confused. No, no, I'm just telling you that you you know a lot more um, than you let on. Okay. I'm just playing dumb. <laughs> and it works. Uh, someone in the app said the Bama coach bet against them. That's where I was going. That's oh. what I heard. I, I've i heard that. I'd hate, he, I'd hate to come on and say something like that, but since you quoted it, because I have no confirmation on something like that. But, Mark, I've heard that from a source or two that 
he bet against Alabama in that uh, infamous suspicious bet. Again, I'm not saying it. I've heard it. You just quoted it. Okay. So now we solve that. Well, I guess there's no point in going to a break now. Uh, yeah, eventually we have to. Okay. Uh, well, we're, we are going to do some Chick-fil-A early today for all you early birds, so be listening for that. And then uh, you mentioned uh, the new Spring Hill uh, basketball coach set to join us at 630, the uh, women's coach, Dan Pressel. Uh, we'll visit with David Green and Travis Ryer. So it's bang, 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 bang right there. And then it's all Mark. And Nick, you know why? Tell everybody, Lee, you got big plans today. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> I'm on uh, – I've been pegged for jury duty. You can't handle the truth. I'm telling you, you better be careful down there. No, Who's going to do it? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? Have you seen the uh, show Jury Duty? I've heard yes. about it. Oh, I have. Yes. That's, uh, what if it's like that, Lee, and you're on a secret TV show? Oh, what if I hope Nick, it is. Nick has, has, has put this whole <laughs> thing together. You're the Everybody is an actor except you, and he's going to be recording we, from his iPhone. We brought that up at a uh, conversation during a, a brunch. In fact, I was out with David Green and his family, and members of the family had heard about it, seen it. It's hilarious. And I are they coming out with a sequel on this? I have no idea. All right. For those who don't know about jury duty, it's, it's basically a person like myself who's not connected to Hollywood or an actor or actress surrounded by everybody else who's an actor or actresses. So this guy's kind of in the dark. They make him the jury foreman. And the things that go around, he had no idea that these people were actually – signed sealed and delivered because they're actors actresses or whatever he was the only let's say common folk who who wasn't and there's some i remember one time in the I, did you see it nick the whole thing no all right so one time you know how they they were sequestered and they go out to dinner and they're only allotted a certain amount of money and they ran up a bill so large that the security officer said you people are responsible for this it was the bill was just off the charts they went to a mexican restaurant because they were sequestered for about a week or so anyway you have well, to see to appreciate I'm, it i'm rooting for you to be a foreman that'd a be foreman. awesome <laughs> i hope it's an interesting case yeah how great would that be hear ye hear ye well, I told you what happened. Well, you let's see. You were the last person here to go on jury duty, I think. It was a while back. Uh, I, I knock on wood. You didn't get picked. Though. I didn't get picked. Uh, in fact, I had never been. Um, I'd never been summoned for jury duty, and then I got summoned like summoned like twice in like a three month span or something. It's crazy. really weird because this is my fifth time, and the lady downtown said, "Look, it's not on us. This comes out of Montgomery." How I don't know. Anyway, we the, need you on the that last wall, time. Lee. The last time I was you on that wall. I was in jury duty. It was a break in, a car break in. I think I told you. I know I told you this. And so, since my car was broken in three times, and the defense attorneys going around the block and asking everybody, he said, "Have Have you ever had a problem with break-ins?" I said, "Yeah, I've had three of them." Yeah. And of course, his client was so. I was not. You were out. dismissed. I was dismissed. Quickly. You couldn't be impartial. He couldn't wait. Lee's not blind. Well, he asked like, me. He said, "Can you be a, like impartial? the law?" Well, no, no matter what crime they say that the case is on, just always say, "Yeah, I've done three of them," <laughs> and then you'll get out of there. <laughs> I was actually told. I should. I was actually told at my age 
that if I wanted to get off, I could do it uh, with a medical thing, yeah. and you don't even have to have a doctor's notice. It's going to be like arson. They're going to ask Lee, has your house ever been on fire? Well, Nick, yeah, three times. Three, three times that thing burned out of they the ground. Told me to, they told me to say three times. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I know what I'm asking David Green. We're going we're gonna to get some tips on how to get out of jury duty. Well, I'm not talking about getting out of it. I, I've already had it postponed twice, so I'm, I just want to get it over with. Oh, so we're just going to do it? We're going we're gonna to do our— He owes it to the American people. Yeah. Yes. But we're going to talk about juries. You're a true patriot. We're going to talk about true juries patriot. coming up at 6.50. All right. Yeah, you just want to be sequestered somewhere nice where they have a hot tub and and do and, they? Uh, and breakfast right. buffet and I just want a place to park without having to pay an enormous sum of money. You know, they make a big deal like, hey, you're getting reimbursed. Yeah, what, two dollars? Yeah. And go Maybe find a place will... to park for less than two dollars. Maybe this will be like a really big case, like the OJ case, and Lee will be uh, on jury duty for like three months. Mark yeah. would love that. No guests, strictly Mark talking. <laughs> could we get you as a uh, as a guest though? We, we could get you as a. I don't know because sometimes updates. they. The yeah. judge tells you not to talk, so I Just don't know. Say you're going to the bathroom, but throw throw a message, throw a little piece of paper <laughs> out the window with some some. Bring in a briefcase with you every day, but it's just the tie line. Are you even in there? Are you even allowed a cell phone? Uh, I'm not sure. I'd never checked on that whether I could take my phone in. I think. Can you? If memory serves, I think you can, because I don't ever remember giving my cell phone up. I mean, I didn't know whether to leave it. In the vehicle or take it Lee's, with me? Lee's going to get patted down. He's going to get tackled when they find out he's got his fo phone with him. Well, if I get patted down, I hope it's a female. Hey, now. <laughs> Big pause. All right. <laughs> We're feeling frisky today. All right, it's 617. Here comes your scoreboard, your traffic, and your weather. It's the opening kickoff. Mark Lee and Triple G right here on the sports station. WNSP. Uh, this is Jim Brando of Fox Sports telling everyone along the Gulf. I was like, when I heard that, I was... How can you bet against your own team? Well, I guess maybe I'll be leaving earlier. Uh-oh. This time. <laughs> Why was it his fault once before? It would be funny, dude. Funny? Where do you park when you go?
8910. This is the test channel for Skyview Networks. Receiving this signal confirms that your receiver is working and locked to Skyview Networks carrier. Please remember to connect your receiver to the internet using one of its ethernet ports in order to receive correct programming. The following tone is at program level on the left channel only. The next tone will be on the right channel only. This final tone will be on both channels simultaneously. All right, 6.32, we interrupt this interruption to bring you regularly broadcast, uh, scheduled broadcasting. Mark and Lee and Triple G. See what uh, happens when I let you do the programming and set the stage for yeah. the show. Nice uh, job. I just, I, I guess somebody kicked the cur, uh, the the cord here at, on the on the power on the surge protector there because uh, we we got a we got a I guess a surge there and all the power went out for literally two seconds and knocked everything off. So, um, which is something because the sun's out. So, what what are you gonna do? Someone really doesn't want you to get to your uh, jury duty, I think. Or they want me to get there sooner than later. Ah. Don't, yeah. don't fool with jury duty. Yeah, don't mess with them. They, they'll tell you what's up. All right, continue with your comments in the app. We apologize for the interruption there. We're, we're back on uh, schedule here as uh, we're efforting uh, the new Spring Hill women's basketball coach. David Green's going to join us in about uh, 15, 20 minutes or so, and then Travis Ryer at 7 o'clock. They had the new coach at Spring Hill. He was named last week. They're going to have a press conference this week as Dan Pressel. Hopefully we'll get him on. He had been coaching in South Alabama for 10 years with Terry Fowler and was named last week. And what I found kind of interesting about his background, he attended Spring Hill and was in baseball. He was a baseball pitcher and then orchestrated his career, navigated his career to uh, move into uh, college basketball. So if we get him on, uh, we'll look forward to talking to him. Obviously, with Travis, we'll be talking about Alabama and also uh, the NCAA Super Regionals. Alabama will be traveling to Wake Forest. You know, and let's not forget when we get Travis on, I want to get his take. Remember what we talked about yesterday about the student basketball manager? Oh, yeah. Identifying himself as a passenger and why it took this long for this information to come out after a story in the New York Times identified a walk-on as the passenger in the vehicle. So, as you said, it raises a lot of questions. Ready to talk to Dan. Dan, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you today? Hey, morning, you guys. Doing great. How are y'all? Congratulations. Thank you. So, you attended Spring Hill, and you pitched for the baseball team, correct? Uh, yeah, I did. How'd that go? Um, I was great at batting practice. Uh, it was it was a great experience. Um, uh, wouldn't trade it for for anything, man. Made a lot of great friends. Had a lot of great memories. So, how does one then go from baseball to coaching basketball? What got you started in coaching basketball to get to this point? Well, all 
always enjoy basketball more. Um, my hall director my freshman year happened to also be the women's basketball coach, Terry Fowler. Um, as I, my junior, senior year, I started kind of being like a practice player with the women's team. Uh, Terry wanted me to, to come out and help. And, you know, when I graduated and was done, I, I didn't really know exactly what I was going to do. And he kind of talked me into trying to give coaching a, a, a try. And here I am 24 years later. So how'd you do against the uh, Spring Hill women when you were a uh, a student there practicing I, against them? I was them? okay. I was all right. Better. There's really not much of a market for a, a six-one uh, guard that loves to shoot but not play defense. So I was kind of that was about uh, my cap right there was being a practice player. So Dan, uh, I know you were with South Alabama for well, actually ten years, right? That's a long time yeah. as an assistant. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, yeah. it all. Uh, broke down this year. We mentioned about Terry going to Saraland after the uh, coaching change. But let me ask you this. So what are your steps to try to get Spring Hills basketball pro program back on its feet? Because they've been down for a couple of years now. What do you do coming to Division Two to try to put some life into them? Um, well, you know, it, nothing happens overnight. Um, and, and it takes time to build. I think the most important thing when you're talking about any organization, any program, no matter what 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 you're talking about, is you got to get the people right. Um, we need to make sure that that we have a locker room full of players committed to improvement to each other uh, and and to the Spring Hill community and and actually the Mobile community at large. Uh, so. It really is just about getting the people right. We have a core returning group uh, of eight uh, student-athletes, and we're looking to add to that. Um, I think the, the guys that are back want to improve, want to be better. Uh, you know, my job and our staff's job is to, to, to help them, you know, get there. Dan, I was looking at a story today about the men's basketball portal, which numbered anywhere between 1,500 and 2,000. Is the is the women's basketball transfer portal that, let's say, populated? Uh, it's populated. I don't know if it's quite that populated, but it's, it's pretty close. So will you be looking at the portal to try to, again, add life into the program and instead of going with, let's say, incoming freshmen, go to the portal to try to get some transfers? Uh, absolutely. You have to, You have to. in this day and age, you have to, to look all avenues to, to try to acquire, you know, try to get the, the best people you can get. Do you even have time as far as to recruit, let's say, a high school athletes, because coming in at this late time, I don't know if there's some still out there. And, of course, you would know better than I would. And and what kind of athlete are you looking to bring in, the same type that you recruited in South Alabama? Um, well, it, it, the time frame is challenging. Obviously, you know, most, most student athletes uh, have a, a general direction, if not already, a, a place to go at this point, this time of year. Um there are there there are a few high school you know kids out there. Uh, again, like you said, the the transfer portal. Uh, you know that there there are more students uh, that are still looking at this point uh, that are in the portal. So um, you know again, you have to, to look where where you can to add. Um, what type of uh, players are we looking to add? Good players. 
Exactly. That's what that's what we're looking to add. The best the best kids that are the best players that that we can get. Uh, want to be able to defend. Want to have some athleticism. Uh, want to have some physicality inside. Um, and, and then just really want kids that are skilled, uh, like to play, you know, share the ball, like to move the ball. And then obviously uh, basketball, I will always be convinced, is a shooter's game. Uh, so we need some, some kids that can make shots. Coach, congratulations, man. Thanks for spending some time with us, uh, man. We'll be in touch. All right. Thank you. Do we have, uh, if it's okay with you and Nick, the Chick-fil-A, since we missed it at 620? If you'd like to do a little Chick-fil-A here, you can give it a shot. Can you uh, imitate Chick-fil-A? Go ahead. I could eat you seven times a day. Don't rush, man. There's a, there's a dramatic pause in there. You're doing for good. A, You're for doing effect. good. You're doing good as well as that Hawkins guy. Go ahead. Hawkins guy. That's the guy who sings the theme. That oh. You're doing good. All right. There you go. You could skip the Chick-fil-A and you could just give it to one of us. I could. I've got extras, though, so don't, don't fret. Oh, yeah. Everybody's a winner. All right. What do you got for Chick-fil-A then? Oklahoma has won 51 straight women's softball games. They are vying for their third straight national title. Just think about that. You talk about dominance. Name the last college softball team that won three in a row. You know the answer, 694-1055. Three national championships. Three national okay, championships. Okay, I didn't in know a, if it was yeah. just three games in a row because I was like, man, no, that's kind of a broad question. It is, yeah. 51 straight victories for Oklahoma and they actually were trailing yesterday two to nothing I'll tell you what you know you talk about guys and the things they do when they hit a home run I don't know if you've watched any of these softball games these ladies they're right up there they get after it oh they do they celebrate they uh they they do what we see with some of these uh guys do and uh, the one thing I you know and and those who go to softball games know this the dugouts are very lively. When your team's up, they're cheering, they're singing, they're doing everything to get you going. It's a, it's a lively game for sure. Oklahoma will face Florida State, the best two out of three. It starts tomorrow. I think we got, what, game three of the NBA Finals tonight? Heat? Uh, I think it's tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow? I think they get an Wednesday? extra day in between All right. with the NBA Finals. And I know the hockey, they, their next game is on Thursday. So those are things to keep in mind. Speaking of, so Dan was talking about uh, pl- players and, and, and looking for, I thought Trent Dilfer, I don't know if you saw the comments he made over the weekend. I thought it was interesting. Uh, the UAB coach was at that NIL summit or whatever they were calling it. And he brought up a really great point. You know, people had asked him how much money in the transfer portal were they going to need for NIL to, to compete in their new conference. And he said, we're not. We're not competing against Tulane or UTSA. We're com- we're competing against Georgia and Alabama and Ole Miss and Arkansas and Tennessee. And he named a whole Clemson. He named a whole bunch of schools because it's not just competing against those conference opponents with the transfer portal. It's about retaining the guys that you have. And and he said he can't not wish them well. And encourage them to move on to what is what is considered a bigger uh bigger place because he 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 defines himself as a player coach so how do you how do you not recommend that these guys go after bigger and better things 
I thought it was a really interesting perspective and something that you 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 know about when you sit there and you think about it, but it doesn't come up in a whole lot of conversation. We talk about recruiting the guys that are already on your roster, but we think about that in terms of who your direct competition is. And what he's saying is, no, what's happening is these guys are going and they're getting tape and they're now ready to go compete at the next level. And he's losing those guys to essentially power five programs. And that's who you're really competing against. And that's what makes NIL so frustrating for guys like Trent Dilfer. And and, and it would it would be an interesting conversation to have with someone like Kane Womack for that in, for, for that matter. It's a, it's a tough business, and it's gotten tougher. I, I'm sure I don't have to say, tell you the recruiting angle, keeping your own guys. Look, I can't believe that a head coach, even though publicly they'll come out and say, hey, look, we wish you the best, uh, good luck. I can't believe that they, they relish the idea of losing a player, especially a starter or somebody who's very valuable to the team. Um, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I don't know. In some cases, if a coach tells a player, you know, it's better if you go somewhere else, um, uh, the, the riches, you know, await you or something like that. We don't know. I just know that it's it's very difficult if a player gets good. And, and as I remember last week at the uh, spring meetings with the Missouri coach, Eli Drinkowitz, again, when that question was posed about players, you know, staying around for NIL money, he says, look, who stays around? more than two years these days in general players come and go so fast that you're not you know recruiting high school kids is one thing but it's keeping your team together especially if you have a good team and and again even some some of the teams on the let's say the lower part of a conference they transfer to and they go maybe to an Alabama or to Georgia. We've seen Georgia players go to Alabama, okay? We've seen Alabama players transfer to to other schools. So even if you're on one of the the alpha programs, there's no guarantee those players are going to stay. Now, we don't know if it's the coaches that are encouraging to move or what, but but nevertheless, every program is vulnerable to it. So he says, uh, if you develop a player and he's good enough to make that type of money at a program that would be perceived up from us economically for sure, well, as a player-centric coach, isn't it my job to encourage him to take that money if it doesn't hurt his chances of making generational wealth at the next level? And there lies the kicker. Something to chew on. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to David Green. We're going to see how we can get Lee Shervanian out of jury duty. Or not. I'm sure you guys have some interesting stories. We encourage you to share those with us. Maybe Lee can use those as... Fuel. We need him back in that chair tomorrow at 6 a.m. Yeah, the last time you mentioned jury duty, we went off the air, so be careful. Jury duty, jury duty. That surge. But we got Nick back there. Did we get a winner? We did. His name was Bubba Jones. And UCLA was the answer. His name still is Bubba Jones. It hasn't changed in the last five minutes. No, he actually told me he was at the the courthouse. (laughs) Waiting for jury duty. He's going to get his name changed. All right. David Green's next. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Michael Pierce, NFL defensive tackle. When I'm in the city of Mobile, you can normally find me at WNSP 105.5.
Wrapping up our number one here on a Tuesday edition. It's the opening kickoff. It's time to uh, check in with David Green of the Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm. David, welcome to the opening kickoff Tuesday morning. How are you today? Good morning. Doing well this morning. Watering my flowers. <laughs> well, I can say what some of our flowers died last week because we were away and there was no rain. <laughs> so may, maybe I should have called on you to get to our house and water them. The uh, subject of jury duty has come up today for obvious reasons. How much effort, and, and I don't know, do you do you still, in, in your cases, do you still go before a jury, or do you do those just because of a, a judge, a judgment or something like that, or do you still go before the jury? Well, as a matter of fact, we do. We have a lot of guys and girls that work with our, with our law firm that are down there most every day, and uh, so that is, is very common in our world. Uh, it's very common in most plaintiff's lawyers' uh, world, and uh, jury's very important. And uh, it is a civic duty, as you'll hear folks talk about. Um, they, they come up with your name. A lot of people wonder, well, how do they find me? And it's based off of uh, your registration, your voter's registration. And so uh, your name comes up, you're invited to come down, and then you go through the process. It is a wonderful system. Uh, it, it works really, really well. And um, I encourage folks that have the opportunity to participate to participate. Do you know someone that's supposed to be going to jury duty? Yes, I do. And I'm kind of curious, why does this someone I know get called five or six times and other people tell me they've never been called? You know, that's interesting. Um, and I don't want to put it out there too much, but I, I don't know that I've ever been called. I think it's just what? that. Wait, can you, what are you doing? To, hey, David, what are you doing this week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or do you want to come in and do the show with Mark? <laughs> we talk about that. Um, that's kind of early for me. But, um, but, but no, it's, uh, you know, there, there are several different needs that the court system has, one of which is to have jurors. And it, it makes the system work to have people that participate. You know, one of the things we haven't talked about is the grand jury. Um, and so the grand jury is necessary uh, to field criminal cases. And so that's sort of the secretive thing that, that's done through the district attorney's office. Um, it's pretty cool stuff. Uh, years ago when I did criminal work, I was familiar with it. And so um, that is a really neat area, but it's very much needed to field cases, get rid of cases, to get either get people charged or get it, get it off the radar. And so it's a, it's a good part of the system. Um, then the other part is, of course, civil cases and then criminal cases that are actually going to trial. So a couple of different things that uh, folks are going to see when they go down, but uh, great court personnel. Um, it's a wonderful system, and I think Mobile County does it as well as any, if not better than any place in the entire state. And uh, we're fortunate to have such a great group of guys and girls that put these things together in order to, to seek justice every day in our courthouse. So how much effort, and if you could think back to a case or two, goes into selecting a jury in your mind as to who you want on that jury who you don't mind, can you tell, do you get vibes that this person may not be somebody that can help your case and you want them thrown off? Well, you do, and you get a, you, you have the ability to get a list. Uh, sometimes you can get a list before the actual day. Uh, lots of times you get a list that morning, and you go through and you know their, their name, uh, you know the date of birth, where they work, uh, whether they're retired or not. And uh, I think the next couple of questions, I think the judge generally will get their spouse's name and perhaps where their spouse works. And so 
Um, you know, you get basic information, and you just ask questions. It starts off generally with a, with a judge asking questions uh, with the big group before the, the individual groups go out to the particular courtrooms. And then the judge may ask a lot of questions or a number of questions. Then he turns it over to the lawyers. And typically, the prosecutor will go first, or in a civil case, the plaintiff's lawyer, that's what we do, will go first and ask questions. And uh, the judge normally limits those. They don't, you know, it doesn't go all day, unless, of course, it's some monster case that's going to take weeks and weeks and weeks to try. And so there are a lot of questions that are asked. And uh, you just ask questions. And you eliminate folks based on questions, uh, how they answer, uh, how it might affect your client. Because your duty as the lawyer is the best interest of your client when you walk into the court. Okay, I know we've gone a little long here with David, but I've got to ask the, the one question that I've often wondered about. How did judge? Did you ever have discussions with judges or a, a bunch of attorneys as to can you tell when a, a prospective juror really wants to get out and will come up with some cockamamie excuse or basically just say something that just is totally derails everything? Can how do judges feel about that uh, when they when they can sense that somebody's making an effort to get off jury duty? Well, I, I've not been a judge before. I hadn't been fortunate enough to be in that situation, but I'll tell you, uh, our our judges are, are fantastic. And uh, you know, I guess uh, the the best example is when the juror's asleep, <laughs> and you see see someone sitting there that's falling asleep and not listening. And so, uh, you know, that's that's one of them. But uh, you know, I mean, I think that uh, they, they have a keen sense on you know, figuring out who's trying to get out of it and who's not. And uh, that's why they're where they are. That's why they wear that, that robe up there. And uh, so they, they listen and they know. They've heard all the excuses. I'm, I'm, I'm here, to show, here to tell you if they're at that position, they have certainly heard all the excuses. And uh, so, you know, they just want folks to be truthful and to uh, answer their questions and answer the lawyer's questions. And then serve, and uh, it's just a great system. You know, we're we're proud of our system, and uh, how it works, and we think it's fair. Uh, it's the best system in the world, and uh, it works. And uh, so, for that, uh, folks that go down, they need to you know answer the judge's questions and uh, be truthful, and uh, you know get it done. Hey, did you ever watch that jury duty we talked about? The show. No, I haven't yet. Got gotcha. you. You got I've to. Been, I've had a house full of kids all summer. <laughs> all right. David, uh, how can people reach your law firm? Yeah, absolutely. Greenphillips.com is very simple to reach us. You can come by 51 North Florida Street here in Midtown Mobile or 4th Avenue North the Forbes Building. You'll see Ben Warren and Cody in the Birmingham office. Hey, man, thank you so much. We appreciate everything you do. Have a great week. All right, guys. God bless. Take care. That's uh, David Green, ladies and gentlemen. Travis Ryer is going to join us on uh, – to kick off our number two, we have a lot to get to oh, with him. If you have a good excuse, Lee's going to have to leave here in about 20 or 25 minutes. If you got a good excuse for Lee, I feel like we've had this conversation before, but he's like a he's like a magnet for jury duty. We need a good excuse so that Lee can be back with us tomorrow. Well, wait a second. Or... Your excuse is so bad that the judges won't have it and put some contempt in court. <laughs> yeah, now you're getting. Isn't isn't it possible? I think I, I'm trying to remember if I saw this on a TV show or it actually happened, where the judge got so frustrated with a juror or and or an excuse that he said, "Okay, 
you're off the jury, but you're staying through the duration of the case, and he had him sequestered by himself mm. off into another room. Mm. And I can't remember if I saw that on a TV show or it actually happened when I was down there where the judge got just so ticked off, said, all right, fine, you're staying during the court. I think it happened when I was on jury duty, and you're staying until this case is over with. I think that was one of the later seasons of Matlock. <laughs> I haven't seen Matlock in quite some time, so I know it's not Matlock. By the way, you know what I like best about jury duty? Uh, that I, the show, the TV show. Oh, okay. The episodes were only like 30 minutes. Yeah. You're, you're in and out so fast, it's not like if you have something to do. Just like real life. Really. Okay. I, I, I wish you the best. I think you should come up with some great story. I think if you come in like really slow-like, like just everything has to be very deliberate. Right? And then when they ask you a question, you have to look confused. <laughs> you mean like on this show? Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, if anyone else out there has a jury duty today and you run into Lee Shervanian, make sure he doesn't pull one over on uh, the judicial system. That man is lying! <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. Well, we haven't started the case yet. Yeah, don't, don't upset the guy. Don't upset the... Uh, don't upset the judge. You know, if if they if you ask your name, don't be like, you know, don't give some don't give some flip answer like, you know, what do you want it to be? First time that I was ever called, first time mm -hmm. years ago, long before I knew you. The good old days. They'd cut me so fast because I lived next door to the prosecutor. Yeah, that'll do. Apparently, it. if you know like and then sometimes <laughs> this gets me. So they'll say, "Well, are you familiar with let's say, one of the lawyers. And I've heard jurors go, well, I I know his cousin from, and then they go on this long tantrum, like a third cousin or something like that. Yeah. Say, I'm Lee Shervanian. I know everybody. I just got off the phone with David Green. That's right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if I went there and David He's a was, big fan of yours, sir. And, and David was there as the uh, attorney? Yeah. Never saw him before. You think he'd cut him, or do you cut you, or do you think maybe he'd try to hang on to you because you know he knows you? Well, he'd, he'd hang he'd on. Do him a solid. No, he'd hang on to me, but the other guy might get rid of me. All right. Well, we're rooting for you. We should go down there with signs. You gonna what signs in front of the courthouse? Keep Lee on. <laughs> Keep Lee on. <laughs> Uh, all right, Travis Ryers next. Stay with us. Hour number two coming right here on the Sports Station, WNSP. This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. 7.04, hour number two. Welcome back in the opening kickoff. Mark, Lee, Triple G in the studios of WNSP. Let's talk Alabama sports now with Travis Ryer, 24-7, BAM Online. Travis, good morning. Welcome to the opening kickoff this Tuesday morning. Glad to be here. We're on 
1-3 now, Lee, no longer 24-7 sports. We made the switch over to the new network about a week ago, so excited about that, as always. On 3? The On 3 Network. Yep. Congratulations. That's where we're at now. Very it's good. still BamaOnline.com, just uh, right. same Bama Online, but uh, new network. So much to talk to you about, and I'm just going to maybe rapid fire. First of all, this SEC decision to stick with the eight rather than nine, your thoughts? Yeah, very interesting, at least for the short term. I mean, it's obviously something they're going to revisit. There's obviously uh, some TV ramifications that are potentially still in play for the for the big picture as far as maybe going from eight to nine games is concerned. So sounds like an opportunity to basically kick it down the road a little bit. I think ultimately we're going to get the nine games. Uh, I do like the Power 5 um, requirement. Uh, I think that's something that needs to be in play if we're not going to go to nine. Um, I think nine Power 5 games is certainly reasonable at a minimum. Um, so we'll see how it goes from here. But, uh, yeah, eight for now. So we were talking about this yesterday, that story that broke about Cooper Lee, the basketball manager, claiming that he was the passenger in the vehicle as erroneously reported by the New York Times. And Mark and I raised questions. Why did this take so long for him to come out and say that when indeed the, the report was that Spears, the walk-on, was the uh, passenger in Brandon Millen's vehicle the night that uh, Jemiah Harris was fatally shot? I, I don't – why now? Why not long ago? You know, I really don't know. Um, I, maybe it's because the, with the potential for litigation there, um, there was going to be a discovery process involved where this was going to come to light eventually uh, anyway. Um, and, and that's why there was that decision to go ahead and do it now. But I, I can't speak definitively about why the timing of this sort of played out like it did. Yeah, well, the thing, too, like hey, when Spears' name was first mentioned in that Times report, then that wouldn't that have been a good time for if, in fact, Cooper Lee was the passenger uh, to step up and say no? Was, know, and, and not being able to breathe. I, you know, I, I, I think you could certainly make that um, assumption. But, um, you know, without knowing all the different things that are in play here. I mean, you know, we've got multi we, we've said it before, so many layers to this situation. Um, and, and I did not stay at a Holiday Inn last night, so uh, my attorney hat doesn't quite fit the way I would probably like it to. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot of questions as to a, a, a number of different aspects of this, this just horrible situation. Alabama's baseball team, two wins from Omaha, standing in the way, overall number one seed, Wake Forest. What do you think? It's going to be tough. I mean, there's a reason why Wake is the number one overall seed. Very impressive in their regional from over the weekend. Uh, made light work of the competition there. And you know, Alabama really had to work for it in Tuscaloosa. Even the Nickel State game in the first round uh, wasn't easy. Then the Troy Thriller late Saturday night into Sunday morning, which really Alabama was served up a gift there. Uh, but then very impressive in closing out Boston College in the, in the final game of the regional. Um, you know, I think it's a team right now with a ton of confidence. I, I would say that if I'm Wake Forest right now, I'm thinking – underseeded, if anything, at 16. So, um, a legitimate SEC program coming into your backyard with a lot of confidence and uh, a veteran presence and 
this sort of almost spiel of a team of destiny at this point. Um, Wake is very, very good. But, again, I, I think Alabama, uh, between the, the veterans in its lineup, guys like Tommy Seidel and Andrew Pinkney, Drew Williamson, Jim Jarvis, and then the way this pitching staff has really come together over the back half of the season with the injuries that it had early and even before the season. And then, um, you know, guys like McNary and McMillan and, you know, how they've been able to sort of navigate that situation. Holman, um, they've really turned into a very legitimate upper echelon SEC starting rotation, and I don't think most folks envisioned that a month or two ago. Travis, go back about three or four weeks ago, and if you were asked who has a better chance to get to the World Series, the Alabama softball team or the baseball team, I'm sure most people would have said the softball team. Yeah, I mean, softball, uh, I think, was was uh, rewarded with a, a very nice seed there in the five spot. So, you know, you were going to be playing at home throughout uh, the postseason up until Oklahoma City. But, you know, I think in, in, in softball's instance, the, the, that team reached its ceiling, especially with Montana Fouts dealing with an injury late in the season and, you know, just not the club offensively that Murph has had in the past. Um, so to get to Oklahoma City was quite the accomplishment for this team. Wasn't really surprised to see them go to and out, especially with the way the seedings played out um, with Tennessee in that opening round game. And then, you know, the loser of Oklahoma and Stanford wasn't going to be easy either, and it certainly played out that way. SEC dominating, what, six of the 16 super regional teams are from the SEC. I don't think any other conference had more than three and, and maybe not even more than two. Yeah, and, uh, Vanderbilt and Arkansas aren't, aren't two of those. So think about it from that perspective, right? I mean, you got six, and and, and that doesn't involve um, not only two of the, the elite programs in the SEC and the ones that I mentioned, but Ole Miss and Mississippi State, the last two national champions, didn't even make the, the regional field. So uh, it is. It, you, you can look at this thing from a number of different angles, and uh, SEC baseball is, is second to none, no doubt. Travis, as always, man, uh, thank you so much for your time. Tell folks how they can get all your stuff at On3 now. Yeah, we're still at BamaOnline.com, so just check us out there. we got some. Uh, new uh, arrival to on three specials going on. So never been a better time to jump on BamaOnline.com than right now. Hey, have a great week. Thank you, man. Thanks, guys. Yep, that's Travis Ryer, boys and girls. If we fast forward, Texas is in the Super uh, Regionals, so that would have been another SEC school, and then Oklahoma vying for a championship. So at least in this, those two sports, uh, the SEC uh, looking good now. Whether uh, I had this conversation the other day about, you know, Texas and Oklahoma coming in football-wise. Texas did okay last year. Oklahoma did not. I wonder if they'll be able to regroup and become the powerhouse they once were. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking they'll, they'll ultimately You be. do? Yeah. With Brent Venables as the head coach? I don't, I don't know. I don't get that vibe right now. I, I could be wrong. But I just don't. I think right now, a couple of years ago when all this came down, Oklahoma was it. I mean, they were, you know, Lincoln Riley and the quarterbacks coming through there. They were they, they were the team. And Texas, whew, people were just throwing them out the door. It's kind of changed a little bit now. Uh, okay, before we go to break here, do you want to give your uh, closing arguments for why you should or should not be on a uh, on a jury today, later today? 
I'm going to with, withdraw that statement, okay? which I never gave You're going to plead the fifth? I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> plead the fifth. When they ask you anything, wanna, just I, like. In case somebody's listening, I don't want to get in any trouble. I could just see something backfiring my face if I said something. Nope, very, very pleased to be going downtown to serve this country. I would, I would just plead the fifth. Can plead you tell us fifth? your name, sir? I'd like to plead how the about, fifth. How about this? Can I have the fifth? Yeah. Have you ever seen that? The guy, yeah, I'll take a fifth. Yeah. A fifth? That's what I had for breakfast. Yes. Give me some fifth. Uh, all right. Scoreboard traffic and weather are coming up next right here on the sports station. WNSP and WNSP.com. Hey, everybody. This is Gabe Gross, and you're listening to WNSP 105.5. Opening kickoff, Markheim and Triple G. That's right. The rest of the way in in groundbreaking radio, we do not have another single guest from now until 9 a.m. That's right. We're going to talk to you guys. 694-1055 is the number. We wish Lee the best of luck with jury duty. Whether or not that means we want him to get on the jury or we don't, that's, you know, that's up to you. If you have some advice, some stories uh, that you want to share from past experiences with trying to get on jury duty or better yet trying to get off jury duty we want to hear from you throughout the course of our day today uh nick there are uh some rumors and some stuff circulating on twitter and social media the madden cover is set to be revealed i believe tomorrow josh allen is the uh the hot rumor going around hmm. reaction i mean the guy did lead the league in interceptions last year right yeah, but so who who you who you like who you want on the cover? Who was on it last? Patrick Mahomes, I think. Yeah. Let's put Jalen on there, right? That's what I'm thinking. He was the story of last year. Or does it always have to be a quarterback? No. It's got to be a high profile, um, like a Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I was thinking Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it should be. What about like a Travis Kelsey? Did you see him yesterday, by the way? At the uh, it, when they went to the White House. What did happen, dude? Hilarious. So, uh, they gave Biden the the jersey. I think he was giving Biden the jersey. He and uh, Mahomes, and so he was kind of at the table with the jersey. And Kelsey started walking back, and he walked by the podium. So he went up to the podium and started uh, talking about how he's always wanted to, and then. And then Patrick Mahomes cut him off and walked him back to the team, and everybody just started laughing. It was hilarious because you don't know what he – at first, if you don't see the whole clip, I thought it was Secret Service that was trying to get him away from the podium. It was actually Patrick Mahomes like, nah, nah, man, this this is not a good idea. You do not want to be doing this. But it was really a great – it was a great bit by Mahomes, and everybody laughed. Even Biden had a good chuckle at it. But uh, who knows what Kelsey would have said had he been given that platform to uh, to talk to the gathered media at the White House. But, yeah, so Josh Allen is the guy. I'd say Jalen Hurts. Uh, he was certainly a, a, a memorable storyline from last year. Dude just got paid as well. He's as humble as they come. I think he'd be perfect as your Madden poster boy. Uh, but you guys can jump in on that. Do they – 
do they go old school and do you put a running back out there? I got I got I got to take a look at the past Madden covers and see what's been the most recent. I remember when Madden 13 came out, they actually didn't call it Madden 13, they called it Madden 25 cuz it was like uh, the 25 yeah. year anniversary and they had Barry Sanders on the cover. But for a couple years that had uh you know kind of moms and dads a little mixed up cuz they'd go to you know, Walmart, Target, wherever, and they'd be like, all right, my kid wants the new Madden. I see Madden 14, Madden 15. Here's Madden 25. That's got to be the one they want. So last year it was the MVP edition with Brady and Mahomes. Remember okay. that? And then the year before it was Lamar. And in 21 it was Mahomes again. Well, you can do it twice. Yeah, that's what it looks like. In 20 it was Mahomes. Antonio Brown in 19. <laughs> nice. Brady in 18. Gronk in 17. Let's get a defensive guy on there. Odell Beckham in 16. Richard Sherman was the last defensive guy back in 15. It's, so it's been a minute. And then Madden, and then Barry Sanders was in 14 with the uh, Madden oh, 25. Yeah, 14, yeah. That's pretty good, though, that you remember that. Had, had it within a year. That was back when I was in high school, man. That's when I was really gaming. Yeah. Not so much anymore. Uh, someone suggested Bryce Young. Come I'm on, I'm going to say dude. it's a little early, dude. Just a little early for that Come one. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, here's a good one. Who would be the worst? Like, what would be the worst? Peyton Hillis was on a Madden cover. Yeah. I mean, the worst? Like... I don't know. There's like a lot of options. You could just put some random like left guard on there. Give the, give the big ugly some love. <laughs> Dang, is that what they're referred to as? Yeah. Big um, uglies. It's pro it probably need it's it needs to be a quarterback or a receiver. I I'd go Hurts and then I'd go receiver. And the receiver would be. You you hit what well, you said Jefferson Tyreek, right? Tyreek maybe Miami Dolphins Tyreek that could be cool. That would be cool. I'd go, I'd go, uh, how, here's a controversial one. What if you go Aaron Rodgers in Jets uniform? Mm, no, I can't do that. Can't do it? What if you did Kirk Cousins when he was like on the plane with his shirt off with the chain on? Yeah, I'm not doing that either. That could be cool. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> no way. I wouldn't mind, I'd like to see a defensive player though. I'd go, I'd go Hurts, Tyreek, Defensive player. And what defensive player is that? Ooh. Who's the best defensive player in the NFL right now? Mm. My go-to used to always be Luke Keekley, but he doesn't play anymore. Do you go um, maybe Bosa? Aaron Donald? Uh, I don't know. JJ Miles Watt? Garrett? J.J. Watt just retired. Maybe you do like a little legacy cover edition. J.J. Watt, are we kind of disappointed in his career? I am. How many playoff games did J.J. Watt win in his career? Are you gonna do? Are you gonna be that Three? guy? Are you are you gonna are you gonna take a team accomplishment and judge an individual's performance based on it? Well. First off, that's what you guys do, you people, society as a whole. Does uh, all not the time. you, not you, but you people. Well, I'm just saying, like, when you look up at the greats, defensive players, like, he literally never won anything. Like, he may have won two playoff games in his career. Okay. 
I'm just saying, like, does J.J. Watt get lost in history? In the scheme of not in the not in the grand scheme of defensive players, he doesn't. Which goes to my point, which is you can't always, especially defensive guys, in in an Can offensive defense win championships, Mark. Not since the NFL has tweaked all the rules to make it offensive minded, right? Look, here's a hot take, and look, I'm not a big football guy, so maybe I'm an idiot. Tell me if I am. You are. I won't even wait. I don't the get all the hype. On, like, J.J. Watt. Because he'll finish a game with, like, two tackles and a sack. And that's it. Like that's you got they'd be double-teaming them all the time. These elite pass rushers. And they're just finishing the game with, you know, three tackles, two sacks. And they'll be like, wow, great game, Bosa. Well, like, I, I think you it. need to— I Like, think if you really watch these guys, like, if you just stare at that one guy play-by-play, play, it's like, yo, what effect are you really making? Do you watch these guys? Like, I, like you just claim. I remember we one time be? I was like, "What does JJ Watt really do?" And I watched just him the whole game, and I was like, "I don't get it." The whole game. The whole game. Like every time they snapped the ball and he was on defense, I just watched. You what watched he did. him the whole time. Yep. Cap. And I was just like, "I don't get it." I, I, I don't, I don't know which game you saw, but my guess is the. I think it was a Saints game. The more, well, I mean, you know, when you meet a dominant <laughs> force like the Saints. My guess is uh, guys are running away from him. They're chipping him. They're doubling him. Uh, I'm sure they're doing some things to take him out of the game. It's generally what you do with the Yeah, but if you're like, I'm the best defensive player in the NFL over the past 10 years, and you can get taken out of the game every play, are you really the best? Well, see, so here we go. As, As offensive strategies have evolved, it's like, do you think Lawrence Taylor... I guess the question I ask is, could Lawrence Taylor, who is arguably one of the most dominant players to ever play the game, right, mm-hmm. and revolutionize the position, if he played today, and I'm not talking about from an athleticism standpoint, we need we don't need to get back yeah, into that, yeah, yeah. but from an X's and O's standpoint, would he be as dominant because of the way offenses game plan and scheme for a opposing defenders you know what i mean like they'd be would they be chipping him and doubling him and would they do it differently today than they did back in the day i don't know i don't know i i just see that's why i'm like if you're talking like and like i said i preface this with maybe i don't know anything but it's like if you're going to be the best defensive player you can't be just taken out of every play you can't finish a a game with just like two stats like a linebacker, they're able to float around, impact a lot of things. I don't know. We, That's just we, my hot take. Maybe I'm wrong. Someone prove me wrong. Prove him wrong. All right, we got a lot to get to here over there. You guys have, have reacted. We'll share some of the stuff in the app. You guys are uh, all over it in the app as always. Interesting post game in the Stanley Cup finals. We don't talk NHL, but one TV reporter had to fend off of an obnoxious fan it was pretty good stuff we got plenty going on here and oh yeah it's just me and triple g It's 7.32. You guys in the app are all over this Madden cover. A couple of uh, suggestions. Parsons or Fitzpatrick. Um, 
JJ won as many playoff games as Watson uh, did while he was there. Someone suggested TJ Watt, Micah Parsons. Uh, the worst potential possible for Madden cover, Matt Ryan, according to uh, the, the appers. Man, you're so wrong on that. Sauce Gardner got a, uh, a vote. Uh, who would go? Uh, the question was, who would go on their first out of the morning crew? Like, who would be on the Madden cover? Out of us? Well, I would just say if 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 WNSP had a cover, oh, like a, the WNSP video game. Yeah, who would be the cover? It would probably be me. I think you have to put Lee on it. Yeah, for like the special legacy edition with all the uh, extra. Um, and and on that uh, on that edition where you have all the former hosts as part of the uh, as part of the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the game. Yeah, that's right. That like uh, downloadable content or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So we were teasing. So look, here, here's just a thing, a gripe of mine with this show. Lee, if you're in the car, just listen. You can't say anything. <laughs> a lot of times we'll tease <laughs> things in our little uh, commercials that run all day, and then we never do them uh, the next day. So in our tease um, and our promos, we were talking a lot about Denzel Washington and if he's ever done a bad movie. Yes. So I just wanted to um, make sure we spoke on that. Okay, so as you as you would expect, there is a different type of conversation that happens off the air in between segments, and rarely does that actually get on the air. But I don't know how we got on the, the, the conversation, but we made the point, or I, I don't know who made it, that there are certain actors, like they, they rarely have ever, like never do a bad movie. And the first guy that came to mind was Denzel Washington. Like, I can't think of a single movie that I've seen. Now, I'm sure he's done some stuff that wasn't great, but I, I watch a lot of movies. I've never seen a movie where Denzel, Denzel Washington just makes every movie better. In my personal belief, I think Denzel Washington is the best actor ever. Why is it that when you speak on this show, you speak in superlatives all the time? What do you mean? He's the best ever. He is the greatest of all time. He's the top ten of all time. Like he just can't be good, dude. Like everybody, I'm because not arguing the point. I have personal point. opinions, and I stand by my opinions, and I let them be heard because I have a platform where I can speak on them. All right, <laughs> there's your answer. Very good. Uh, by the way, someone ever heard? <laughs> Ken told me to tell Triple G that JJ only won Defensive Player of the Year three times and had 114 career sacks. But yeah, he sucked. But I'm just saying, what did he accomplish with that, though? How much more can you accomplish than that? Defensive player of the year three times. And how many sacks? hundred and what? 14. How many years did he play in the NFL? I don't have that information in front of me. Well, let, can we, <laughs> let's just guess 10. Okay. So then we average that. That's 14 sacks a year. Then we average that. That's less than one sack every game he played. Am I, am I off? Well, what what are the what are the sack leaders doing now? I don't know. I'm just year saying you're at over a ten look, year. Maybe career. that's a big deal, and it probably is. But I'm just saying, like when you do the averages, it's like he gets one sack every game throughout his career. But that's assuming is he that played every game. Best player ever. It, it, that's assuming he played every game. Was he not injured? How many? You have to Dude go back. Super injury prone. And still had 114 sacks in a 10-year career. How many games did J.J. Watt play? Someone Google it for me because I can't do it right now. And <laughs> he's, too he's too worked and up about Denzel. The and then we'll do the math, and then we'll see 
How many sacks did J.J. Watt average per game? All right. And so while y'all are looking that up, Din, the reason Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who do you think the best actor ever is? Uh, See, people call me out because I have conviction, but I think it's bravery and cur- uh, <laughs> courage. Yeah, you have conviction about being brave and courage. No, brave. I'm. I, I think Denzel's a great actor. But so my question though is, who out there? What other actors out there? Automatically just makes a movie better. Like there, he's that person's never done a bad movie. Like I saw one last night. I was because I knew we were gonna be talking about this. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon. Every movie that dude's in that I've seen is better because of Matt Damon. Matt Damon's good. He's co- but he's just not. He's not on that level. I'm not comparing him to Denzel. I'm just saying, like if you're talking elite quarterbacks, yeah. Matt Damon is Kirk Cousins. He's like the numbers are there. And, like, the flashes are there, but when you think, like, greatest, you just don't think of him. He's like a Matt Ryan. Like, he's like, no, all I, the I draw the line there. in the sand right there. It's no, all sir. there, but for some reason, people just leave him out. Like, you're, if you go around and ask people who are the five best actors, no one is going to say Matt Damon. No, no, I'm not suggesting he's the best. I'm simply saying whatever movie he does, rare, I mean— he made We Bought a Zoo a good movie. <laughs> I never saw it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But And he's got range. Good Will Hunting was probably his best movie. Yeah. But he killed it, no pun intended, in the, the Bourne movies. Right. Right? Like, the Departed. I, the Martian was on last the night. Martian, I always, yeah, he carried that all himself. That was a great movie. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't I like do Kurt, bad movies. I, I compared him to Kirk Cousins. I like Kirk Cousins. I compared him to Matt Ryan. I love Matt Ryan. I'm not dissing him. All right, a couple other ones. Tom Hanks. That's actually a good call. Tom Hanks makes every movie he's in better, except Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about this. That was a rough one, but I love. I'm a big Tom Hanks guy, and he's another guy. Castaway. If you can lean a whole movie on just one guy by himself, that's how you know you're uh, elite when it comes to acting. Someone said Nicolas Cage best ever. Um, as much as I love Nick Cage, I'm, I'm pumped to break. So he's see, that's my point. Like Adam Sandler, he's done some really good stuff, but he's done some really bad stuff. Nicolas Cage has done some really bad stuff. All right, look, I know you're obviously not gonna tell me who you think the best actor is. So let's phrase it in this way. All right, you and I were both making a movie. You yeah. can pick out of every actor, but if I pick the actor, then you can't pick the actor. We're gonna pick three. Okay, I'll go first. My first pick is Denzel. So, best actor. Who's your actor? You're you're making a movie. You got all the actors to pick from other than Denzel. Who are you taking with your first pick? Uh, Robert De Niro. Younger, not today's Robert De Niro. Not no, we, we're talking. Are we talking? Right, we talking right now? Right now. Jason Statham. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. All right, I'll go Tom Hanks. All right, that's a good one. All right. All right, I'm going to go with... Um, this is like a draft. We're drafting our fantasy league teams. Yeah, but it's uh, it's for the best movie ever. So I already got Denzel. Who can play good off of Denzel? No, that's not the rule. Just pick the best no, actors. I got, I'm thinking of fit now. Now I'm thinking of fit. <laughs> if I got Denzel as my leading man, then I let's go ahead and get Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, that's, that's, that's where as, I was going next. Supporting actor. That's where I was going that's next. That's good. Oh, and I'm ready for my third pick, too. So who you got? It's it's uh, Tom Hanks and mm. man, I, I you know 
had I known we were talking about this, I might have put a little something on this. Oh, uh, you already got another one. I already got the best picture of the year over here with Denzel and Leo. All right, help me out, people. What do, what do we got? Dude, a star. Oh. Um... On, Johnny Depp. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now I'm just being silly. Tom Hanks and Johnny Depp. Dudes rebooting uh, Pirates. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right it's I'm so go random, it's going to be good. I got Denzel. I got Leo. I need like a little comedic relief. By the way, we should have gone snake draft on this. The fact that you get first right, and third. Go. No, no I, it's already done. It. No, I'll let you. Take no, the go ahead. No, go. Go, go with your comedic relief. No, you Triple got Tom D. Hanks. You got Johnny Depp. Go ahead and show. Let me hear what this Disney <laughs> Plus direct release is about to be. <laughs> uh, Morgan Freeman. Oh, right. Triple G ain't got nothing to say now. Well, Morgan Freeman. He's the Kirk look, Cousins. Shout out Morgan Wagner. Freeman. He lives down here on the Gulf Coast in his free time, but. Morgan Freeman, he's one of those actors who cashes those checks. Bro, what? Like, he'll pop up in a crappy movie for 10 minutes and get that check and go home. Mm -hmm. Just go look up Morgan Freeman's uh, filmography over the past five years. Okay. What was the best movie Morgan Freeman's been in in the past five years? I can't think of one. But look to round You're out. You're like Lee, man. You got me. You got me googling forty different things. I got like four. <laughs> I got forty tabs. To open. round out my best picture winner with Denzel and Leo. I should probably throw a female in there, right? Nah. This is your silly game. Give me Brad Pitt. And okay. th and this is gonna and this is gonna be a uh, Training Day Part Two. And so it's when Denzel. Wait, did he die at the end of? He died at the end of that movie, right? Or did he go to jail? Didn't they all start shooting him? <laughs> did they all start shooting him. <laughs> like, cause he, you know, at the, the the streets they feared him, and he was like, King Kong ain't got on me. I can't remember yeah. if at the end, like, yeah, Ethan Hawke left, and then I think. The Russian mob got him. Can't remember in the if car you at see the him die light. or not. But if he did, I'm gonna say he somehow lived. He died. Oh, did he? He died. The Russian mob gunned him down at the streetlight in his car. All right. Well, I'm gonna say that we were led to believe that. Yeah. And actually, Denzel lived, and he just woke up from his coma. And then the new cop duo of Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are uh, there to track him down. Okay. Good for you. And put Matt Damon in there. Put Jason Bateman in there too. Let's just get the whole cast. I do like air. I do like Jason Bateman. <laughs> he does. He does good stuff. Uh, all right. Did that was ever, fun. Did we ever figure out how many games J.J. Watt played? When you say we, you mean me? Uh, yeah, you and like our listening audience as a whole, if they wanted to chime. What? Uh, it looks like uh, he. I don't have a full. Full in the game, Google but he missed forty-two games? over the past six seasons. You can't just Google how many games did J.J. Watt play in his career? I guess I could. I don't have my phone. I think Lee took it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, by the way, we're still taking excuses for that, too. Uh, if you have a good excuse for Lee to, to skip out on jury duty, let us know. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a—I uh, have, I have homework.
thanks to Nick. He's got me Googling all sorts of stuff right now. So let's do this. Let's take a break. Did let's come back. He played 151 games in his career. Okay. You see how quick I pulled that up, man? 151. So And, and he had how many sacks? 140-something. So that means, to my point, he averaged less than one sack a game throughout his career. Show me, because obviously he's great, three-time defensive player of the year, but I just, like, I'm not seeing the impact, right? You got players that are getting, like, nearly double-digit interceptions and getting, like, you know, almost 10 tackles a game. Like, I just feel like if you can take a guy out of a game, then he's not the best. Imagine if, like, you had a great receiver – and it was like, oh, he only has one catch every game, but you have right, to double so team him every Bruce time. Bruce Smith, Bruce Smith, who is a first ballot inductee into the Hall of Fame, played 19 seasons. Yeah. All right. He played in 279 games. <laughs> all right. And has the NFL record for most sacks. And how many? 200. See, I'm not getting it. I'm just not getting it. Help me see. I know we got a lot of football coaches and football people who listen to this show. Enlighten me. I'm in the dark. Clearly. But it doesn't stop you from talking. How can you be all-time great if when it comes to your game average, you're like, oh, I'm averaging less than a sack a game? Because if that's they're not doing anything else. They're not getting, like, tackles normally. They're not. Do do you want me to answer your question or you're just going to talk? Yeah, please. If there's a certain level of expectation, if there's a certain – uh, level of status. That's kind of the that's the comparison. He's he's got the most stat. He's got the most sacks. I'm not making any sense. He's got yeah, he's got. Like, I'm gonna explain. Yeah, that's that's the expectation. That's the that's the highest number there is in the sport. Two hundred sacks. Just because it doesn't average more than one a game doesn't mean it's not good. But right? is it? I'm saying, is it best of all time? Yes, it's 200 sacks. I know, but I'm saying, like, you would you say that JJ Watt's the so best? So you want what you want is numbers that are uh, who I, averages the most the, sacks really per game. Eye popping. Like, if JJ Watt, you would say he's the best defensive player over the last decade, right? Uh, most people okay. would agree with that. Okay. And all I'm saying is, when you look at the numbers, the dude's averaging less than a sack every game, and he has only won, what, like two playoff games. So I'm just saying, I don't know if it's going to hold up, like his legacy is going to hold up that well. I'm trying to find sacks per game over a career to give you an idea. But maybe... Like... You got middle linebackers who are getting like 150 plus tackles in a season, and they're playing the the passing lanes and stuff, right? I don't know if you call it a passing so, lane in football. I don't know how old this is, but TJ Watt over, and this is just over a season, has the most sacks per game played when playing 16 plus games at .89. So he is at the top of. See, maybe I'm just thinking the number should be higher. Like if that's the highest and it's less than one. To Maybe give you an idea, Reggie White, 0.85 sacks per game. Nick Bosa, 0.84. Lawrence Taylor, 0.79. Uh, 
All right, let's take a break. <laughs> the opening kickoff continues on whatever this is. Look, I'm just I'm just asking for uh, information. I'm stating why I'm confused and the reasons that I am, and I need someone to enlighten me. All right, give them a call, 694-1055. The opening kickoff right here on the sports station, WNSP. segment brought to you by Kimco Metal Building Supplies. Phone lines are open the rest of the show. That's right, 694-1055. Mark Heim, uh, Nick Wiggins. Lee will potentially rejoin the show tomorrow. He's off to jury duty. Uh, by the way, a little reminder, tomorrow we're on the road. We're taking Air Sports 1 to St. Michael's for a very special uh, ceremony. They're having a, a brown, uh, brown, a groundbreaking Ceremony for their new football and uh, softball, uh, soccer facilities. So we'll uh, we'll talk to Philip Rivers and some folks over there at St. Michael's tomorrow. Looking forward to getting out there and uh, checking out the uh, the site. Should be cool. Uh, phone lines are open, 694-1055. Uh, I'm not even sure what we're debating, but we started I'm, talking we're about not, the— I'm, We're not debating anything. I'm asking a question. Yeah, okay. Uh, we, debate, we started talking about the Madden cover and who would be good on that. Tell us an actor who has not, who 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 all just makes a movie better. Who every movie he do, he or she does is just better because they're in it. We came up with two. Or, you know, like Adam Sandler certainly isn't going to get that done. Um, now I would argue. Adam Sandler's in a lot of crappy movies, but every crappy movie that Adam Sandler's in, he does make it better. Mm, no, we go see it because he's in it, but it doesn't make it better. Because by like, your by take your out Adam Sandler and put in David Spade, are we really watching The Water Boy? No, but that's an exception. Find uh, talk about one of his really crappy movies. Grown Ups Two. No, that was a good movie. See, but why? Because Adam Sandler was the star. No. No, Selma Hayek was the star. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq was a bonus in that because he was really funny in that. But but my point is, whatever, like, what is it like that? What was it, Jack and Jill? Like, I never saw. All right. I never saw I it. I never did either. But, I like, I, I don't care if Adam Sandler or David Spade are in that. I'm not watching that. It's just dumb. Who else could play uh, a twin sister and brother in that way? I mean, they wouldn't have made that movie if anyone else was playing. Now imagine Denzel. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Okay. Paul Rudd. Okay, yeah. Paul Rudd makes everything, every, every, every movie better. That's a good call. That's a good one. Jason Bateman's pretty good too. If I see Jason Bateman but I don't in a movie, see him I in a lot of movies. You know who's a g- another good one? Like when I see him, I'm just like, oh, this movie just bumped up. Someone said Ice Cube. 
Jeff Goldblum. Um, you see Jeff Goldblum come out and he's like, uh, yeah, uh, you know his little his little shtick. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm in. Yeah. He was in a movie with Jason Bateman when uh, Jennifer Aniston was trying to get pregnant, and uh, he knocked the cup over in the bathroom, and then Jason Bateman, her her friend, had to like fill it up, and then she ends up having a kid. And then we find out like five years later that it's his kid. That was a good movie. I don't remember what it was called. Though. Okay. Like uh, I, I vaguely remember. Was Jeff Goldblum in that? Yeah, that's all I was saying. He was his boss. Wow. Okay. Like the change up, the switch up. The switch up. The it's probably up. the change up. That might have been it. Uh, all right. Ed Norton getting a vote. I could see Ed Norton. Bruce Willis. Yeah, I think he gets. I, I think he gets a pass. I I don't remember. I don't remember. I know, like Hudson Hawk. I actually kind of liked back in the day. I haven't seen it in a minute, but I I I'd, I'd go with Bruce Willis. I'd go with Bruce Willis for sure. Someone said Dustin Hoffman. He was in uh, Meet the. Meet the Fockers. Yeah, and Meet the Parents, which is the one I would have gone with first. I don't think he was in Meet the Parents. Oh, you're right. That's why, yeah, so back off. That's why I uh, stopped myself and corrected myself. I had a caller call in. He said Christopher Walken. It's just been a while since he's been in anything, so it's hard to. He worked at the Bed, Bath, and Beyond in Click. In Click. In the Beyond section. Yeah. Bed, Bath, and Beyond, they're all closing across America. If you find a Bed, Bath, and Beyond, you can go in and get half off anything in there. Wow. Okay. Tell your wives, people. Uh, he was the senator in Wedding Crashers, for sure. Yeah. Sen senator McCleary. He was married to John Travolta when he played a woman in the movie Hairspray. I did not see that movie. I feel like they used to always play that at school. Hairspray? What school yeah. did you go to? Public school, Mobile County public huh. school systems. I feel like they always played Hairspray, The Blind Side. Those are like the two movies that they were always popping in. Kevin Costner gets a vote. Nah, not for me. Does he come off like a little stale to you sometimes? I don't. I'm trying to think of a movie Kevin Costner is that. Costner was in that I hated, and I I can't think of one. So he might make the uh, he might make the list. You liked Waterworld. I honestly didn't see that. I saw bits and pieces of you like uh, Robin Hood. Yes, oh. and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin Costner does good stuff. He was in uh, Bull Durham was good. Never saw it. Uh, uh, JFK. JFK was good. He's in that new. That new Western show that everyone loves. Draft Day, as much as people hate that movie, everybody watched it. So I liked Draft Day. What's that movie that's like, I mean, that movie, that show that's popular now? Where Yellowstone. Like Cal Yellowstone. Which that's I haven't right. seen, but he's gotten good reviews. See, see you're making see, the Kevin case Costner was that good, you'd be like, I'm watching it for Kevin. Well, I don't know if it's any... I don't watch it, so I don't know if it would be good you replace Because you replace the lead actor of Yellowstone with like... Uh, actor you like and respect you're gonna watch it no matter what the content is 
Jason Bateman is starring in Yellowstone, you'd be like, You're not man. watching a Western with Jason Bateman. I would. No, you you would just for the I sake watched of the this Western argument. Star starring Denzel, The Magnificent Seven. I never saw it. Was it any good? Yeah. Oh, no. You just put a hole in your own argument. Chris Pratt was in that, right? Yeah. See, I never saw that one. I wanted to. Uh, all right. Hour number three is wide open. You guys can give us a call, 694-1055. It's the opening kickoff. We'll reset. Uh, another NFL player was uh, is now involved with a, a gambling scandal. This dude wasn't even trying to hide. Well, that's the thing. He was trying to hide it, which makes it twice as bad as all these other guys claiming ignorance. We'll get to that. We'll get your phone calls. Stay with us. It's the opening kickoff right here on the sports station, WNSP. is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, welcome back in. Hour number three. On a Tuesday edition. Thanks for hanging with us, Mark Heim and Nick Wiggins. Triple G's in the house. Uh, Lee Shervanian, jury duty. So be honest, guys. Are you hoping he gets on the jury or are you hoping that they uh, let him come back to the show? Be honest. Hit us up. There's no wrong answer here. Can, can I can I make a comment to the last commenter in the app? The uh, GTMO. Um, okay. The GTMO says, Mark, listening to the show was painful today. Your partner is an idiot. His lack of knowledge of the game of football should disqualify him from sports talk. And it's not just this. His millennial knowledge of all sports is appalling. Do you agree with that sentiment, Mark? Um, is there any validity there? Real. So there's one, two, three, four, five. There's there's five sentences there. I really only agree with one of them, and that would be the second one where it says your partner's an idiot. All right, well, that's fair. <laughs> and look, when I when I made that comment about the sacks thing in JJ Watt, I prefaced it with, I might be an idiot. And I also said, hey, here's a hot take. And I also said, look, enlighten me. See, here's what's the wrong with our society today. Someone says something you don't agree with, and instead of trying to um, give them knowledge and help them see maybe what's correct, instead we bash them and push them away. And, that, and as our society, that's why we're so divided. Okay? It's because of that way of thinking, Domingo. All right. <laughs> so why don't we just calm down, enjoy the fact that we have a little energy on the show this morning, enjoy the fact that, you know, I'm giving you something to think about. I'm riling you up a little bit. You're about to go into work. I'm getting that blood pressure up. And you're going to you're, you're not groggy anymore, maybe. So your adrenaline's pumping a little bit. You're welcome. No, you see, so. so in all seriousness. I don't, I don't, I prefer having somebody on the show. I like differing opinions. Like if we all agreed, 
then what would be sitting around talking about all day, right? So I like the fact. Now, do I think my colleague over there across the glass says some stuff, <laughs> some random stuff just to get your blood pumping? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think he believes half the stuff he's spewing. Um, now, the fact that he's a millennial, I think, is a good thing in that he brings a different perspective. Uh, so maybe he might open my eyes or your eyes to something that maybe you're not thinking of. But the reverse could also be true. I think from time to time, although he wouldn't admit it, that maybe we open his eyes to a different perspective. But the key, I think the key here is that he listens to what I say and then responds to what I say, and I hear what he says, as outlandish as it is from time to time, and I reply. That is the key to a what, conversation. Wait, what, what were you saying? I think uh, your mic was muted. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so you guys can jump in, and if you have a problem with Nick, then by all means, give him a call. Yeah, let me know. And look, I know you're probably racing to the Denny's right now to get that early bird coffee special and hang out with your boys. So listen, Demito, it's no, it's no hard feelings on my end. Demito, where do you get that? It's D J I T M O, and you're like Demito. What? How would you pronounce that? I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm trying. I would just call it anonymous user in the app. And you, you think that's better than Demito? Yes. Oh, we got a caller. Okay. Let me see what that's about. Yeah. Go ahead, caller. Yeah, all right. We'll do that. 694-1055. Do want to tell you, though, um, while, while he's getting the caller, the, the headline in the NFL was Isaiah Rogers, the, uh, the Colts um, cornerback and kick returner, is now um, being investigated for violations in the league's gambling policy. So what makes this a little bit different is that he came out and took full ownership of it, which I don't have a problem with. My problem now is, according to the report, though, the sportsbook account was opened under the name of an associate of his, and most of them were $25 to $50 bets, but one was a four-figure bet. So, yeah, he's he's being open and honest about it now, mostly because he has to because he's been caught red-handed. I mean, the guy was trying to hide it, which is worse than actually gambling. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's get back to the phones at 694-1055. Go ahead, caller. Welcome to WNSP. Hey, so I disagree with Demento's comments because I tend to think that some of your guests on your show that you bring on there are supposedly sports experts are the true idiots <laughs> by some of the comments they say. Okay. That's just my take. So, you know, you got a bunch of you-know-what stirs and people who want to do hot takes, and they get paid good money to sound stupid on air. And there's multiple of them out there. Yeah. So there you go for the yeah, great, uh, there you go for the, uh, for your morning little cup of tea. Thank you. Appreciate it. So was he including you as the guys that get paid for I don't know. Hot takes. It's one of those backhanded compliments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone in the app says Nick does seem to have a plethora of random knowledge. See, this is what I love about this show. If one person says something to to an extreme, then the other side comes out. So if you talk about how great Nick is, for instance, then the other half will come out and say how dumb he is, or vice versa. And that's not just with Nick. That's just with everything. Right. And look. I mean, do I turn it up a notch on air? Yes. Look, when you when you have a sandwich with just two plain white pieces of bread and mayonnaise, you got to throw a little hot sauce on there to 
to have a little flavor, I'm that hot sauce. I've never put hot sauce on a sandwich. I'm just, I'm just saying on like, a traditional sandwich. You know, with white bread and mayonnaise. When food is bland, you need flavor that that has a lot of kick. And see, some people they don't got the palate that can handle it, right? Like, ooh, nah, that's I, my my uh, stomach can't handle that. Can y'all tell that Nick has really been excited about today's <laughs> second half of the show? All day, he just couldn't wait. And then now he won't come up for air. Now he's just so excited to be a, a part of the uh, the festivities. Every show has that guy. Let's take another phone call, 694-1055. Go ahead, caller. Welcome to WNSP. Thanks for calling. Hey, it's anti. I'm just curious because I'm loving this, but did Nick just call you and Lee white bread and mayonnaise? Because he's the hot sauce. Did I catch that right? <laughs> yeah, but I'll leave it up to the listeners to decide who's the uh, white bread and who's the mayonnaise. And who's the mayonnaise? <laughs> uh, love you guys. Have a good day. Thank you, Anti. So I think America wants to, some, some clarification here. <laughs> hot sauce. Yeah. Am I the white bread or am I the I'm going to say um, that Lee's the white bread because he's been around so long. And that you're the mayonnaise because a lot of people just can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> We've learned a lot of people hate mayonnaise. <laughs> uh, in the app, Mark is the flavor. Triple G is that nasty coleslaw on the side. I like coleslaw. I I'm not a fan of coleslaw. Mm-mm. I do I do like mayonnaise. I don't need globs of it, but it, it adds to the it certainly adds to the white bread for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. White bread and mayonnaise, they go together. But you gotta have a little something else, right? That's your base. Where's the kick? Where's the flavor? It's usually in the meat. Am I the meat then? No. I'm like a really high quality meat. No. I'm some prosciutto. Your baloney is what you are. <laughs> <laughs> My baloney has a first name. <laughs> all right. Good stuff. We've covered it all here today on the opening kickoff. Sandwich meats. If Nick were sandwich meat, what, who, what would he be? If, if Mark, Lee, and I were foods, what would we be and why? That's a good first date question. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if we were foods, what would we be? That's very uh um it's very profound first date question. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break. Uh you guessed it. Traffic and weather, no scoreboard. No, so actually we are gonna have a scoreboard. We are? So Lee was the reason Lee stayed till seven twenty was because he needed to make sure that we played the scoreboard in this hour and that his voice would still be heard. Um, so I pre-recorded it. Here, you want to hear it? And so forth. There you go. Uh, I'm late. pre-recorded it, so, um, all your sport updates will be coming. No, don't fret, Demito. It's on the way. <laughs> hey, he's hot sauce. I'm Mayonnaise. It's the opening <laughs> kickoff right here on the sports station, WNSP. I'm Bobby Humphrey, and when I'm in Mobile, I'm listening to WNSP FM 105.5. 
All right, it's 821, and I think we found the first person ever, I think we found in the app that hates white bread. More of a wheat bread guy. I'm the same way. You're not a white guy, a white bread guy? <laughs> no. You're not a white guy? What happened? <laughs> so not what kind 100%. of sandwich you got over there? Uh, Triple G? See, that's it. That is, I was thinking the, uh, this during the break. One of the issues with Lee not being here is that I can't, like, take the segment off and eat my peanut butter and jelly sandwich that I bring in every morning. And then what, uh, what kind of bread is that? Wheat. Mm. 100%. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So there, this always happens. Every time we do this, there's always one person that says something about the fact that you're not talking sports on a sports radio show. In this case, it would, would be cool if sports radio talked about, you know, sports. They're having too much darn fun. And, and so I always, I'm always baffled by this because it's, yes, we are a sports show and all our conversations always start and are rooted in sports and then kind of grow organically but my question is what what's wrong with a bunch of guys or people just just talking and having a good time that's kind of what this show is about and again it starts with sports like we we had a conversation about Madden covers and you know who should be on the Madden cover and it grew into this big argument about J.J. Watt. Like, that's just kind of what we do. So we're sitting here talking about sports personalities, and Nick starts comparing us to white bread and mayonnaise, and that's just kind of what it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's Look, man, there, there's always going to be that person like that. I mean, the, the mayor and Footloose band dancing from the city, man. That's inaccurate. That was, that was, a, that was a city council mandate. <laughs> and Reverend Shaw... <laughs> Was the one that spearheaded that because his son, rest his soul, there was a tragic accident on that bridge coming into town that night because there was drinking and I've gotten off on a tangent. It's not sports related. I'm I just apologize. saying there's people who are anti-fun. We have anti-Rassy and anti-fun. Anti-Rassy, he's pro-fun. By the way, I, uh, I highly recommend not only the original Footloose but the remake as well. With Miles Teller, your Top Gun guy. Yes, Miles Teller. He, now, there's a guy that makes every movie better. Here's, here's a little nugget of sports for you. Okay. And I'm not talking NBA Finals, but I am talking basketball. The FIBA 3-on-3 three -three World Championship just ended. Do you know who was in the finals in that? In the men's division? I don't. It was the USA. Of course it was. Versus... Maybe the new basketball powerhouse of the world, Serbia. Okay. Which is where Nikola Jokic is from. Okay. And they lost on the game-winning shot. And guess who? what American player rimmed out the game-winning three? I have no idea. Jimmer Fredette. Really? Yep. <laughs> I loved him, man. You're a big Jimmer fan? Big Jimmer guy. Hmm. I was a big Jimmer guy. I love I love three on three. There there are there are sports that I think are better in different formats. Like you're gonna think I'm crazy. Like three on three is as much fun to watch, if not more fun than five on five full court. Maybe to play, but flag football is as entertaining to watch Ooh. 
It's some forms of real football. Okay, look, if y'all are going to jump on me about questioning J.J. Watt's legacy, let's all jump on Mark for making that take. Flag football is very boring. Have you ever watched it? I've seen clips, and I'm like, this is <laughs> So, no, me. just say no, you've never watched it. Why would I watch that when I have r- – there's so many football leagues now. Why am I going to watch And do you watch any of those? Football? No, because – No, I, but I if the when game. the Pro Bowl gets together and they're out on that beach, you're going to watch them dudes. I'm all not watching up. the Pro Bowl. Your, your, your comment is that, oh, I watch the Pro Bowl. I don't watch the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl skills challenges? You don't watch those? No. And I definitely don't watch the game where they're playing. Well, nobody flag watches the game because it's flag football. Oh, I'd watch that game. I, I thought you meant traditionally. I I totally watch it. I don't make it much. Uh, Did you watch it this past year? No, I I don't All make right, it appointment television. No. That is that is a crazy take. Saying flag football is better than regular football. That's insane. And saying three on three basketball is better than. I mean, were you, were you watching the Ice Cube's Big Three League? Yeah, that was awesome, by the way. Mm. That was awesome. You didn't like it. You're a big three-headed dragon fan. Or a uh, what's their other team? Like the, the Potbelly Pigs. They got some, or I think it might be like the Warhogs or something. They got some <laughs> weird team names out there. Uh, Triple G, bologna defined as a cold-cut section, doesn't contain a lot of spices, which helps it be a lot more palatable to your third grader. Lee, dark chocolate full of anti- antioxidants and a little bitter. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Mark is a sorbet to cleanse the palate. Pretty generous on the Mark comparison, I would say. The Lee, the Lee was kind of funny. I would say that bologna and me being very palatable might be off. You think? I don't know. Am I a palatable guy? Look, most everyone I meet likes me. Not to brag or anything. I'm a pretty humble guy. See, when you when you <laughs> when you say not to brag, it's kind of like when someone starts. No offense, no, no offense but you're the but ugliest yeah. person I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And if you have to tell people you're humble, are you really humble? I'm very humble. But I might not. be the most humble person I've ever met. <laughs> yeah. I think I think. Uh, I think people are seeing through that. No, no way. Yeah. No way. All right. Um, oh, I don't. I'll have to look. But th- did you see this uh, this NHL fan, this clown that tried to get on uh, on the live broadcast, and the reporter basically like stiff armed him away? I don't know if it makes for great radio. I don't know. If, I don't, it probably well, maybe doesn't. Maybe it was huh? a decent audio. I'll pl- I'll play the clip. But let's let's do it differently. Let's not play it coming in. Let's call for it. All let's right. experiment a little bit here. Yeah, this is craziness. We're mixing it up. We're trying out new things. I do appreciate you uh, saying, you remember we talked about you playing some different music, and you're like, yeah, I'm all over it. So I do appreciate you doing that. Yeah, this is a new one I figured we'd try out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two segments left. Phone lines are open, 694 It's 8.32. Welcome back in on a uh, Tuesday edition. Mark and Triple G. 
Uh, Lee, we think we'll be back tomorrow when we're on the road at St. Michael's Catholic High School. Uh, he has got jury duty, so we, we're not sure uh, whether or not he will get taken or not. We're not sure if we're rooting for him to get taken or not. But either way, you can hit us up in the app at WNSP.com. Taken, another great movie. Oh, so good. Taken, absolutely. But I often wonder, um, I mean, how many times does someone have to be taken for people to realize that may, he might be good at getting them back, but he's not a really good, great parent, right? I mean, shout out to the bad guys for never giving up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a... Uh, there were three of them, right? There were three Takens? Yeah. Taken, Tooken, and... Tooken. <laughs> had been taken. Uh, they gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that I, the original was great. It was fantastic. I was, that was up there. I used to do a little uh, Liam Neeson impression back in the day. Do you think you could muster something? Can, can mayonnaise right. muster it? <clears throat> I don't know who you are. <laughs> I like how you rolled your R there at the end. I don't know what you want. If it's money that you're looking for, that I don't have. But what I do have are a particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a long career. Skills perfectly for dealing with people like you. I will find you. And I will kill you. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was pretty good. That, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if we did, uh, uh, while we're, we're, we're catching everybody up, so we were talking about Madden covers, and then we were like, who would be on the cover of our, our WNSP Madden cover? Tommy Prater got a vote. I like that one. It's, it's like the legacy edition, like the people who have been here. Because, you know, it's our 30th anniversary, right? Yeah. So it's like all the legacy guys, get them on there. I get it. Tommy Prater. So uh, a reporter covering game two of the Stanley Cup finals um, basically had to fend off a fan who was trying to get in her live shot Monday as she was recapping uh, the game. Samantha Rivera of CBS Miami actually tweeted a video of her fending this guy off saying listen i don't give a damn what team you're rooting for get the hell out of my face when i'm working and respect that i'm here to do a job nice. uh, do we have a little audio of when she actually fended him off because i don't know if let's take a listen and see if you could actually tell she was distracted Handled it pretty well. Not great audio, but that's the kind of fan you don't want to be. Stiff arm. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Good job. What was her name? That was Samantha Rivera. Nice job, Miss Rivera. Proud yeah. of you. Yeah. Looking like Derek Henry out there. It's it, it's almost like uh, did you see that soccer brawl that went viral yesterday? That mm -hmm. high school soccer. The parents got into it. Man, one that dude was hooked out in the gray shirt. He yeah. was <laughs> throwing people. Yeah, and uh, some kid at, from the soccer uh, game actually jumped the fence and was, like, getting ready to get involved. I don't know if he was trying to I protect like somebody. to his mom who got slammed by the guy in the gray shirt. Yeah, it was, it was, it was brutal. Brutal. It's good times. As much as I hate uh, that, that type of stuff, gosh, does it make an entertaining uh, video watch. Yeah. It's a... Uh, 
it's scary. It really is scary when how 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 into it old people get. And I put me in that old? category. <laughs> I was about to say those people were all probably your age. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago I was your age. One day you'll be my age. Yeah, in, you only, you and Lee sitting in here talking only talking what, baseball. Eighteen years ago, eh, twenty. You could be my dad. Ooh, a WNSP twist. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I'm a big fan of the voice of reason. The only person on the show back in March who wasn't picking Alabama winning at all. Everyone was hating on him then. Who was right? I think Nick helps keep the show grounded and doesn't like let group think take over. Thank you. I completely agree with everything you just said. Yeah. Uh, and then someone also said that sounded like Sean Connery doing an impression of Liam Neeson. Hey, well, at least but Liam I thought it was pretty good. Liam Neeson was in there somewhere. Good luck. But I really pride myself on my uh, Kermit the Frog impression. Okay. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want. If it's money that you're looking for, that I don't have. But what I do have are a set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a long career. Skills perfectly for dealing with people like you. I will find you. And I will kill you. I think you should do all Good our promos. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do all promos like that. You can just do our promos from now on. All right, you guys can jump in. There was a vote there for Keep Nick. 6941. <laughs> 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 Let's get it trending. Yeah. Management's uh, knocking on the door right now trying to get me to mute the mic, but I won't. Um, all right, so uh, while we're sitting here all over the place, do you do you? Someone accused you of bring, uh, being a millennial, like it was necessarily a bad thing. So, do you have a problem with NFL guys betting on games? Betting on NFL games? Yeah, yeah. You can't do that. No, <laughs> thank you for that last <laughs> part. That was that was. So yeah, I guess you would, could say I have a problem with it. Um, I just didn't know because you know you always like to think outside the box. I thought you would. Well, somehow now with the Detroit Lions thing, when they were betting on different sports, just in the locker room, that I think there should be some leeway there. Would they suspend that guy for like half a year? Right? That I'm not. I don't really agree with. All right, uh, you guys can jump in at six nine four one zero five five. The only reason I bring up Isaiah Rogers, the um, the Colts uh, kick returner and cornerback. Uh, it's because he came out on Twitter and he owned it. He said he know he made mistakes and uh, he was doing he was willing to do whatever it takes to repair the whole situation and all that. And that's great. Talks about how he made an error in judgment. Blah 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 blah. Right. The problem was he opened up the account uh, under a different name. So he was. It's not like, oh, I didn't know the rules. I was just, you know, we were just having some fun. No, I mean, dude was literally trying to hide it from everybody, which I think is the bigger part of the story than him actually placing bets. Yes, sir. Uh, that was just my dad calling. I was wondering how long it was going to take before we heard from him. You know, I had to. He's say already in the app. <laughs> <laughs> he took offense uh, to me. Um, saying that you could be my dad and that you were old because my dad's older than you are. Therefore, me saying that you're old and could be my dad would be saying that he's like a dinosaur. How old is your dad? 
Oh, God. <laughs> like 60. What? Seven? Wow. 60. Yeah, 67. Because I remember saying, he told me that. And I was like, dang, you're only eight years younger than Lee. Yeah. So wait. He took a Do, you, do to you have brothers and sisters? I have one brother. How old? Is he younger or older? He's got to be older. Now, the preface here, I was adopted. So. See, this is breaking can, news. You see, I thought I had this is why we have these conversations on this show. We never, I never knew that. Well, where do you bring it up, right? In the scoreboard? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And in other news, Nick is adopted. So, I guess in that way, it's easier for my parents to be a little older. Right? I, I mean, I don't, I don't I'm know. not really relying on biology. <laughs> Hmm. At that point. Hmm. All right. So um, where do we go with that? Wow. I don't know. You tell me. So I could tell your dad that it's. it's, it's so you see what happened was my uh, planet was being destroyed oh and boy. I got shipped in this little um, pod and I crashed here on this planet um, and I was raised on a farm. And every now and then I'll go to, I like to call it my uh, hangout of solitude, <laughs> and I'll go there. And <laughs> You don't have a cousin that's a girl, do you? Do I have a cousin that's a girl? I probably do, yeah. Okay. I was just going with that whole theme. I think in, in an alternate universe we might see her. Yeah, potentially. I also, um, I have a dog. It's white. It also flies. Y- right. If you have a green, like, shiny object and you bring it up to me, I'll start uh, falling to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get some very odd packages at the station. Uh, someone wants to know, have you ever tried to find your real parents? Uh, yeah, I actually uh, have met my uh, bo- biological mother. She was very nice. It sounds like we need to have you in here on a Sunday at the round table. Or well, actually, I was about to say, uh, when I was a guest on Kelly Finley's Community Roundtable, I actually did a, a very deep dive into my ways of thinking and my life. Ooh. and uh, Ways of thinking. That was, sounds like a twisted And it was, coaster. you know, her quote, one of the best episodes she's ever done. <laughs> there it is. That's superlative again. <laughs> Well, there you go, guys. You learn something new every day. See, this is what we're talking about. If you don't have these conversations, you'll never know. Right. And we started talking about NHL and Stanley Cup Finals, and this is it. We, it kind of morphed it's into organic. soccer, and now, now, Nick and Kalel are, are very much the one and the same. That's right. Who knew? All right. That sounds like a good breaking point. It's a lot to. Uh, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to process. Sure. So let's take our final break. We'll come back. I would, I'll play. Um, we should play. A so- what song should we play here coming in? I hope you all have liked all the music I've picked out today. Yeah, I'm like, hey, man, you know, we don't have any audio or anything. Like, just play some different stuff. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Well, I'm giving you a chance to request something now. What's like a good song that I haven't heard in a while? You can pontificate when we get off there. You don't have to do it. Pontificate. Yeah. There's the word of the day, and I. It probably doesn't mean what you. What you're thinking it means, I'm sure. Pontificate. 
Is that a mix of ponder and contemplate? Express one's opinions in a way considered annoyingly pompous or dogmatic. All right. See <laughs> <laughs> the opening kickoff. Hi, everybody. Jennifer Hale here from the NFL on Fox. And you're listening to 105.5 WNSP in Mobile. I know you're still living your life after death. Forty-seven. Well, it's different. I mean, it fulfilled the requirement. It's one of my favorite songs, man. Yeah. What? Well, it, it just hits different. What? It, what is it, it about that song? Hits different. Yeah. That's right. How many times do you think that song has been played on this station? That's probably the first time ever. Uh, I can't confirm that, but okay. Okay. Uh, got a little news of the weird before we got get out of here. A couple things for you. Okay. Everybody loves them a hot pocket, right? Who doesn't love a hot pocket? Mm. You don't because you're just they're all right. Contrarian. They're okay. Uh, well, love is strong. <laughs> two uh, two roommates and older roommates, I might add, in Kentucky, kind of got into it over some hot pockets. Um, this, according to the Charlotte Observer. Uh, a 64 year old man was charged with second degree assault after he allegedly shot. His roommate, and I quote, he got mad he ate the last Hot Pocket and began throwing tiles at him, according to police. When the victim moved to leave the home, our boy Clifton over here retrieved a firearm and shot the man in the posterior. Now, what if he was leaving to go get more Hot Pockets? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You big, uh, you big roller coaster guy? Yeah. Uh. Uh, this man in uh, Toronto was riding the Leviathan roller coaster, which might go down as one of the cooler names for a roller coaster, Le- the Leviathan. Not bad. They got up to the top of uh, what was going to be a loop and apparently collided with what they think was a pigeon. Oh, snap. So, uh, and I quote, I looked down and saw blood on my hands Whoa. and my face. There was a feather on my hand. And feathers on the girl shirt sitting next to me. It seemed like the coaster car hit the bird and then it sort of exploded on us. Nice. That's probably a little bit more than they were hoping for. You know, another way to make a bird explode. um, I remember as a kid being told that birds can't burp. So if you were to give a bird an Alka-Seltzer, it would explode now i don't know if that's true or not and definitely don't try it but just on the topic of exploding um well the attendants at the leviathan were very helpful according to the report they gave them industrial strength brown paper towels to (laughs) to clean up with good so good so fun was had by all that maybe they got like some season passes out of it or something yeah i don't know what the birds family gets out of it though someone called david green uh, so tomorrow you're in here by yourself, sir. Oh, Not, it's just all, just me. Yeah, just you and in here. No one show to tomorrow, guys. No one to talk to. Oh, I see. Yes. No superlatives. Nothing to make you guys think we're actually going to be on the road. Air Sports One, St. Michael's, 
Uh, they have a uh, groundbreaking over there. They've uh, and so uh, we're gonna go out there and, and talk with uh, Philip Rivers. They're gonna uh, break ground on a new football and soccer facility over there at St. Michael's. So um, I will add to the decorum here. You, you've you've armed me with a jersey. I'm gonna get our first signature on that jersey. So uh, that'll be a good one. That'll be a good Phillip one. Philip Rivers. Yeah. Uh, you guys can jump in, by the way. Six nine four one zero five five. It's the uh, final segment of uh, our day. When's the next game of the NBA Finals? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. They get an extra day. They get too much time. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that. Okay, I didn't mean to step on your. I was like, when it's there. when we it's agree. One day after the. I do like that all the games start at seven and end by nine thirty. Yes. That I appreciate. But the extra day in between is ridiculous. I mean, you've been playing as many games at this point anyway. You might as well go ahead and... That's what I'm saying, man. It's just like... Give the people what they want. You think uh, You think Miami found a little uh, uh, secret no. ingredient there with the matchups there defensively? No. You think it's just a matter of time before... But Contavious Caldwell-Pope gave them six free points by fouling three-point Th shooters. That was awful, by the way. I mean, they they ought to they ought to fire him. They should have fired him on the spot. Yeah, that was just I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, Jamal Murray's not going to play that bad again. Michael Porter Jr. played horrible. He won't play that bad again. Uh, the Miami Heat aren't going to play that great again. They well, got, what about they got what about the game? idea that they weren't up for the game? They weren't up for the Heat. Who? The Nuggets. Like the. They talked about how they just weren't focused and they weren't up for the game. They weren't. I mean, it's the NBA Finals. Who cares who you're playing? It's the NBA Finals. No, the Nuggets, they're, they're, they're fine. They're ready. I mean, like I said, the Nuggets, they played horrible and they lost by three. Right. The, the Miami Heat played perfectly, as perfect as each player could play, and they only won by three. This is this is the Nuggets game to win. You sound like an Alabama fan after a loss to LSU <laughs> or Tennessee. Once Jokic gets this ring, then he becomes the best foreign NBA player of all time. Superlative. And he's he might be cracking that top ten for real. See, you know how with with Lee, every time he says New Jersey, I say drink because yep. he references it ten times a day. We we should do the same with you. Every time you you make a superlative like that, we drink. All right, that's fine. If that's what you want to uh, put yourself through, I'm just saying. What? What? what there's got to be something. What's something you do that? Uh, that I should drink for. Now, don't get all defensive. Now, You're don't get all like <laughs> bent out of shape just because I pointed out. I'm not getting defensive. I'm just thinking. See, I, I, <laughs> I know this is a radio show, so I react a lot with my voice. Right. You, you react a lot with your face. Um, here during the show in meetings, you have very expressive eyes. And well, you thank you very much. You don't hide. That's the sweetest thing anybody's ever told me. You don't. Well, let me finish. You oh. don't hide anything behind them. So, like, whenever you're feeling annoyed <laughs> or maybe you want to give an eye roll, it's like a super eye roll. A so super eye roll. You, yeah. Is that a super Wow. <laughs> wow. But, um, but, yeah, so it's hard to – I guess you can't really drink for that because it's a radio show, so no one would see it. But if we were still video streaming, <laughs> and eventually we will, uh -huh. that would add another layer to the show because if you could count the amount of eye rolls 
during some All right, of the somebody segment. in the app, an anonymous anonymous uh, listener is better at this than you. Okay, thanks. Drink every time Mark references a movie. Drink every time Mark says, I'm just saying. Do I say I'm just you saying? Do say I'm, that's a good one. What was the user's name? I like to give the, call them by name. Awkwork. Awkwork, <laughs> I completely agree. He does say, I'm just saying a lot. I'm just saying. Go, I, I'm just saying. I, you like I, preface. I got a little, I got a, I got a little brawner. It's a little crutch. It's a little bit of a crutch phrase. Yeah. We all have the crutch phrases. Yeah. Michael says, it is what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I, I you know, I, I, I don't know. It is what it is. And Lee's is, uh, does he say for? He says foremost a lot. Lee's very like. Lee will say something and be like, I, but I didn't watch it. I'm not commenting on it. I'm not this side. I'm not that side. I don't know. Like, and then he'll comment yeah, on it. He'll like say something yeah. and then he'll be like, now look, I wasn't there. I didn't see it. I don't know. I don't know who these people are. I wasn't there. It could be this. It could be left. Could be right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's Lee. <laughs> <laughs> he does the whole foremost and so on. Right? I don't uh, know. It, it, give I, me an I, example. I don't know. It, yeah. But you'll just be like, I'm, Lee, I'm, what'd you have for breakfast this morning? Ah, oh, well, you know, that, that, that's tough to say. You know, you, uh, I, it could have been the oatmeal. But you see, then after I ate the oatmeal, it was, uh, I had some strawberries. So I, 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 I don't know. It's, uh, I, I can't speak on it. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> First and foremost. And then he always asks, hey, when we have a guest on, how are, how are you today? No, this is how he does it. Look, you you be the guest. Okay. Uh, hey, good morning. How are you? Uh, uh great. So uh, <laughs> I had to ask you. Uh, <laughs> That's what it is, and so forth. That's what he does, and so forth. Yeah. We all we all have the the crutch or the catch. Yeah. Uh, we all do it in some form or fashion. I don't think I have one. I'm just saying. See, <laughs> <laughs> so you like to when you parody me, you go listen, people listen. listen, and I don't ever say that. You always say Only that. Only when I'm leaning into that and 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 playing that character version of myself. Well, couldn't I make that same argument for? Uh, I'm just saying. No, because we're just now making it a thing, and I'm realizing, yeah, you do say it a lot. But maybe it's because I know I've always said it a lot. Maybe that's part of the whole shtick. Like it's that. It's like you know how some people. Uh, and I'm using my eyes here that nobody else can see. You know how some people yeah. <laughs> uh, don't can't can't register sarcasm, right? Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I know you wanted to say I'm just saying. I'm, no, <laughs> I you see it didn't even occur to me to say it then. Oh man! Tomorrow on the show, uh, Chris Stewart's going to join us. What you got planned for the rest of the day, man? What's the day of a mark look like after the show? Ends? Actually, High School Athletic Association allows three weeks of uh, co competition for basketball teams. So there's a, there's a play date at Saraland. A bunch of high schools are getting together and playing some ball at Saraland today. So that's where I'll be. How about high you? High school or the rec center? No, high school. Huh. Like real teams. Yeah, I see. Not like guys you like said you. said play date, and I'm thinking, okay. Yeah, it's called a casual. play date. What do you got going hey on? Hey, guys, big play date today. What is what is What is... Mayonnaise half for the big I'm day. I'm going to be here in this building grinding. Uh. I don't leave till like 10 o'clock at night, man. Mm. I work like 80 hours a week. Yeah. This he's is like my part-time job. He's just saying. I'm just saying, <laughs> listen, people, listen. And look, I don't, it could be this way, it could be that way. I don't know. But. First and foremost and so forth and so on. <laughs> That's what it is. So forth and so on. That's what he says. Drives me nuts. Oh, good luck to Lee and his jury duty. We'll be back tomorrow at 6. Until yeah, then. You know, uh, I hope he convicts him. He's guilty. 
Fry him! <laughs> See ya!